0: We've already got several people in the chat room. Hello, hello. My name's Andrew. I'm your host for this evening. Welcome to Babbling with Misfits, Losers and Drop Kicks live on a Friday night. <laughs> we love <it. laughs> one of the in-house guests is uh, cracking up in the background. Welcome, uh, Debbie, and Robin's already in the chat as well. Robin, it looks like you haven't come through properly, so you might want to log off and try again. Well, what an interesting night we've got ahead of us um, in house. We have Scotty from Scorpion Media. Welcome, Scotty. Good day, everyone. Love you. I love you too, Scotty. Max Freedom, Max Freedom, Richie, George. How, you how are you this evening?
1: Not too bad. How's everyone?
0: doing? i um, great. And thank you for being here. Thank you. Luke Patterson. Welcome. Hello. Hello, Luke. <laughs> Luke's famous everybody for being there always the guy that's there always the guy that's ready to help he out he founded a fan everything. club
2: as well didn't he he did can we talk about that fan club? what was the fan club that you founded Luke <laughs> no uh, <laughs> I don't remember <laughs> I want to know now Scott well it's a secret maybe he'll release it in a little, in a little while
0: okay yeah. Well, uh, Robin, I don't know what just happened there, mate. I just tried to connect you, but it didn't work. Um, hi, Michael Colotti. How are you? Do you want to try dialing in as well, mate? we would love to have you with us. And uh, Robin's trying again now. Bye, Bye Andy. Awesome. Awesome. Okay, um, Luke, you are a member of the Fed Party. Correct. <clears throat> Correct. What's happening with you and the movement right now, mate? where are we up
3: to okay well um possibly be better to speak to michael when he gets on but um obviously we're looking ahead to 2025 where we have a state and federal election Mm -hmm. obviously we needed 15 candidates and two senate candidates for the federal election at state level it's a lot more because you will need to be filling the um legislative assembly and the legislative council which i think is Off the top of my head, I think it's 112 candidates um, if we try and and populate that. But um, we're just waiting for the dust to settle um, to a degree and um, speak to Peter Harris.
0: Right. And I'm looking forward to meeting Peter. He's going to be over here in WA very soon, I believe. Um, Debs, I'd like to welcome you in as well. Debbie is a member of or a leading member of WA Conscious Businesses. Welcome, Debbie. Are you there, Deb? I can't hear you. Hello. Okay. You're just coming through quietly. Uh, you're just a little bit quiet, Deb. We'll sort you out as you, um, as we move along. Okay. Someone else has just joined in. Adrian McRae, if you're out there, mate, please, uh, please join in now.
4: Can you hear me better, Andy?
0: Yes, I can hear you. Who have we got here? No, Someone...
5: Hello, Andrew. It's Michael Colotti, mate. I, I joined uh, this Podbean app using... Uh, um...
0: <laughs> it's all right, Michael, you're old. It's okay, I understand. <laughs>
5: <laughs> <laughs> no, no, I, 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 just, I didn't join with my email address. I'm <laughs> not that bloody old, mate. Give me a break and um apple apple makes you anonymous so that that weird uh collection of letters there is me I'll, uh, I'll, okay. for the next show i'll make sure i've connected properly so you know, my name pops up there and well, you might even well, get a picture too mate who knows
0: yeah okay i hope you can sort it out um that'd be really good um okay so welcome michael um thanks for joining us while we move along and everyone's uh gradually connecting um i'm specially calling out to you kelly um, please join as soon as possible because I really want to talk about your movement straight off. Uh, okay, so uh, let's get into it, guys. What are we talking about tonight, Scotty? Uh, the death to the new world order, right? Well, I was hoping
2: you were going to come with something. New, right? <laughs> um, well, APRA. I think we wanted to talk about the APRA cover-up. Yes. How that in Australia, the Medical Board, which is the Australian practitioner Health Practitioner's blah 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 saying, <laughs> Come on, man. whatever whatever the hell Security they are authority
1: oh scotty oh, i
0: asked you to research your subject matter for tonight it's the You're medical me it's the already. medical
2: board the metal the medical dictators that control the doctors and nurses and the entire medical profession in westerners in australia mm-hmm. and i do believe we've heard from many many doctors and many nurses that they have uh threatened to dis you know uh take away everyone's mm-hmm. medical licenses who speak out against the unscientific mandate so basically we're hearing from doctors especially Dr Mitch was down there well, in Matt, Albany. let's talk
0: about that amazing yeah. video and the success you've had with that
2: tell us um tell us all about that so video. we were in Albany 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 <laughs> one of the two tongue. we were down in Albany Western Australia that's in the south uh, of Western Australia and we met a doctor there who was a junior doctor he was a couple years out working in the albany health campus i do believe that's the the name of the hospital anyway he was uh, uh, working in the emergency department and unbelievably he basically said that he saw many many people die and suffer injuries once they imposed the vaccine mandates so he saw this in the hospitals that's what he said he said directly he saw that And it's interesting, we haven't heard anything from APRA about this, but many doctors have said, and other nurses have said that, look, if, you know, if they speak out against a government policy, which is contrary to uh, uh, the medical profession, I do believe, we're supposed to not have our doctors controlled by government policy. So I do believe crimes have been committed by uh, the, I would say the government. Well, I think we um, can talk
0: more about that soon when Andrea comes on.
1: Richie, yeah,
0: mate, welcome.
1: Thanks. What for are me we
0: talking about with you this evening? Well,
1: I've got, uh, we can talk about many things. I've uh, talked about the economy. We can talk about the next phase of this so-called uh, agenda, World Economic Forum agenda, uh, i.e. the Great Reset. We can kind of see it in the terms of economic uh, impact, what's happening now in the markets. People can see that. They can see what's happening over east with the power blackouts. Uh, how that's affecting people. Um, it's it's they're already moving on to the next phase, and now perhaps we all need to be focusing now on this these new agendas that are coming on to have some pushback, and that's yeah kind of what I want to bring to the to the piece.
0: We all need to understand the issues around the changes that are being made, why they're being made, and why they're not going to be sufficient for the future.
6: Mm-hmm.
0: Yes, Luke welcome luke hi now why are why are you sitting in the chair tonight luke we've got some um municipal give me the right word municipality <laughs> issue what's the word? oh i can't speak you, properly i'm already drunk people um,
3: <laughs> <laughs> thanks
0: for the, for the record Andrew has That's been it, drinking newspaper. heavily
2: tonight no
3: i'm not really so you are you talking about the rua center andrew yes i am okay so there's a um homeless what was traditionally a homeless shelter um that was situated i believe shenton park in in northbridge um that's been approved to be um destroyed and rebuilt as a domestic violence shelter um in the meantime while that's a construction site there was um talk of opening a secondary facility which is um gonna be at the end of james street near the um near the police station down there mm-hmm. um i live in northbridge and the community there the business owners and res- residents were very concerned about having a second facility there um obviously people who've been on have been in northbridge on a friday night know that it's a it can be you know uh, a bit hairy at certain times of the night and certain times of the week well, obviously, having a second um, facility built there is obviously going to draw more, even more. Yeah, draw even more. Right. Um, um, and, and yes, keep going, mate. And um, the basically all the residents and businesses sent their concerns to the City of Perth, um, and the City of Perth decided not to approve a change of use that was required to turn that location into the drop-in centre that was proposed by Rua for their right. their temporary their temporary location
0: and you've got a guest coming on tonight to speak about that
3: with us yep daniel who um was obviously quite pivotal a business owner in the area yep he's a business owner in the area he would have been um across the road from where it was going to be built and Mm -hmm. um you know he he helped rally the community together
0: so daniel are you in the show mate please say hi in the chat if you are and i'll invite you in um, I know that he's been eagerly awaiting to join the show this evening, so I'm a bit surprised you're not here already, Daniel. <clears throat> I'll send you a text message now. Um, I also have another guest that's going to join us tonight, Diane ma Diane was the subject matter of one of my recent podcasts. Diane, if you're listening, which I know you are, uh, just please um, say hi in the chat so that I can get you. Okay, Daniel's here. Daniel, just a moment, mate. Okay, I just sent you an invite, Daniel. Join away. And while Jan, while we're waiting for Daniel to join, uh, Scotty. Yes. Tell us a little bit about um, the video that you made recently with Dr. Mitch and the success that it had. And where do you think that massive success came from? Because you've had th- over 30,000 views on that. Is that right?
2: Well, I think it's around 35,000 views on Rumble because it was a very controversial subject. Basically, we went down, took a little road trip. There was myself from Scorpion Media Group. We had Andrew. That's, he's sitting right here, the Bellman Report. And we had the one and only, the Pink Panther, who's actually sitting here in the audience behind us. And and he's going to be on soon. He's going to he? come on soon. He can tell you a little bit more, um, more about it. But you know, we we so we met this doctor down there, and look, look, a young doctor. He's he's working a couple of years in the a junior doctor in the Albany Health Service, and basically, he confirmed everything which we a lot of people know already that the the Apro the Medical Board suppresses free speech. They uh, they suppress doctors from speaking out, and many many doctors look privately. Nurses will tell you Mm. that they're not allowed that they're, they're being hindered from actually reporting on the Vax and many Vax injuries. I think it was like six months ago, there were some nurses up at Parliament house and no politicians, they were sort of protesting basically against, they were losing their jobs and and they were all telling me, look, we're getting loads of people coming in, Mm -hmm. uh, with Vax injuries and we don't have the time because they're working in emergency departments. They don't have, it takes half an hour or something. What of them said it was mate, half an yes. hour to report a uh, vaccination injury and they just don't have the time to do it. And, and- mate, Those
0: reports were even coming through um, in November of last year because I had the exact same experience you did yeah. with talking to nurses. Um, so yeah, that's um, quite an amazing story to be had. And we will talk about that a little more later with on. We're the, the
2: crimin- we gonna raise the criminality <laughs> of this. Is has APRA or I wonder also have they suppressed uh early treatments such as ivermectin and hydro, you know, the the uh, these early treatments? Well, well, let's
0: let's talk about that as we move forward. Now, Daniel, are you in the chat? Can you um say hello, please? Hello, Daniel, are you there? Michael Clotty is coming back in. I don't hear Daniel. Okay. Well, that's a shame. Um, Kelly, are you there? I know that you are joining us this evening. Nope. Um, I'm getting a lot of people in the chat saying hi, hi to everyone. Hello Effie. How are you? Robin, are you there? No, what's going on here? We're trying to get everyone connected at the moment, every, um, folks. So anyway, right. Well, Scotty, um, let's continue that conversation, mate. Um, you did a video Indeed. on Ben and Sharon. Yeah. And you know, I too have just put a video out about that. Yeah, but we did. We had tell look, everyone there's about a,
2: that. There's a, a family down in Bridgetown and that's again, it's in the South uh southern part of a couple hours of Perth, south of perth western australia and you know this has sort a of family that has been devastated by uh you know a vax injury and that and the, the dad is ben he's 42 years old was a fit tyler and he's basically paralyzed from the jab and mm. it's you know when you go see the left a, side and you walk into side. a uh you know, so here here in West, you know, you walked into the house, you met the family, the teenage daughter was there, you know, the whole family is, you know, completely destroyed. And, you know, they've basically been, you know, all. it's a terrible tragedy what they've done to the families. And this, you know, and I I can only say that the government has to, is blamed for this, pushing these mandates. It's now, look, it looks quite clear now that everything the government has done has been a complete failure, whether it's the mass mandates, you know, these insane jabs that don't seem to work, that are not working and causing injuries. We have, we have a just go back to the insane policy of making everybody stay 1.6 meters away from everyone. I and mean, there was no scientific basis for any of that shit. That's right. And the really, really
0: interesting thing about this case, everyone, is that, um, <clears throat> Not only is it very clear that their doctors don't know what they're doing, um, in terms of uh, they have no answers and they're very, very um, neglectful to continue to do investigative research to figure out why mm-hmm. there are the, these issues with Ben, um, to the point where one of the neurologists was literally speaking to them in a very derogatory tone. Um, essentially, making fun of uh, Ben's shoes, which have holes in them, um, and also um, inferring that Ben was putting it on and couldn't walk. Now, you and I have both been there, and we've seen it in in person. We know exactly what's going on there, and it's not a good it's not a good look for the government. But here's where it gets really twisted: they can't even get um, Centrelink assistance
1: because the people are just falling through the cracks, isn't it? Well, that, the, the,
0: the, it's not just
3: that they're not falling through the cracks. Mm. They're not even recognised. They're just ignored. Yeah. Well, I watched that too, that video you're talking about two hours ago because it's just come up on Rumble. And yeah. the most concerning thing for me was um, that they were still pushing him to get more. Ju- the guy's practically disabled. He can't walk more than 10 metres. And they were pushing him
1: to get a second jab. It's the the, the humanity has just gone out the window. It's this one narrative that they just have to follow and, yeah. Anyone who goes against it, you're gone. And it takes a lot of courage from these doctors to step up and tell their story like they're doing. And we can see now there's a bit of a uh, – they're coming out now. You see it over east. There's some doctors, nurses coming out. So perhaps the tide's turning. We can get more people telling their story.
2: Look, I was in a pub today and the guy was telling me that three of his workmates uh, had uh, heart issues after getting the jab. It's, it seems to be happening everywhere. And now I've seen documents. So Bram was another fame, a case. Yes, I'm which, going to be speaking to Bram really soon. Yeah, is he, he's coming tonight on the show?
0: No, he's about. not. But he's going to be um, the subject of the next Jab
2: Engine yeah. series. Now, just to, for those, for listeners out there, there was 10 incidents of wrongdoing, malfeasance by the authorities. 10 incidents basically from deliberately discouraging him from claiming this was uh yeah basically had, this guy had got the jab and he incurred uh, heart problems it was admitted to hospital for four days four days in the hospital and uh from I believe the emergency department you're talking about so you're talking Bram. about Graham yeah, yeah that's and correct he yeah. was diagnosed very very clear there's a handful of uh three or four sources I do believe written myopericoditis it's permanent heart damage this is what's happened from the jab. So, you know, this is insane. And, uh, I do hope that people don't think that this, this sort of period of our history just sort of flows by now. The mandates are, you know, they're still in place. They've still got companies out there pushing for having to have these jabs state of emergency still in place. State of emergency. It's, it's, it's it's complete, uh, basically insanity by the government of western australia and all these
1: people wanting to go Criminal. back to work as well it's still in their, their contracts if they want to sign up again for their jobs deep in their contracts they may have to take future jabs so
0: righto. Yeah. um since we're on that subject guys uh i'd like to call on adrian McCrae.
2: adrian are you there and i believe you're there yeah, Adrian was running for the great Australian party, a political candidate in Port Hedland. Shout out to all the people in Port Hedland who stood up and did their best to try to fight these mandates. That's right. Yeah.
0: And we're going to have a chat about that right now. Adrian, are you there, mate?
2: Can you hear us, Susie?
0: Hang on a minute. Yeah. Yeah.
2: I can hear you now. Hello? Yeah.
7: Can you hear us there, mate?
2: Yes. Yeah, we can. Is that Selena with you?
7: No, no, I've got
0: Andrea and I've got Milo, our ex-mayor, up here with us. Oh, fantastic. Welcome, you guys. Welcome. Thank you so much for joining us. Hey, look, I think um, I'm going to attempt to play a grab from your speech last uh, or on Wednesday night, Adrian. Um, Let me just see if I can do that. We may fail. This is the first time I've ever done this stuff. So please bear with me, everybody, while I try and set this up. I can do it, yeah. I know. Here we, we go. Are. Next question.
7: Is it true that the councils have been denied the right to have a personal copy of the written legal advice and that their reading of the advice have has been under supervision and limited?
6: Each
5: council had a right to look at, look at the legal advice. Next question. He
4: didn't answer one question, Adrian
7: that's was uh it,
0: that's well, our mayor he's uh, he's not known for answering questions yeah okay he didn't, okay. So any questions. He, he didn't. <laughs> uh okay so I, I was gonna play a little bit more but that's fine we're right into it so adrian tell us all about um what went on last night i mean sorry on wednesday night because it was it was absolutely fascinating. I watched most of it, but then what actually happened in the end after such compelling testimony from so many really reliable sources? After you, mate.
7: Look, I'm going to put Milo under to talk to that one because he he uh, he understands the system and the uh, and how it works. The, the mayor did his best. He, he tried to cut the speakers off before half of the speakers had even spoken, and thankfully Milo stood up. He he was the, he said one more speaker. So we made that speaker Milo. He stood up, told basically taught the councils how they need to move a motion of dissent to shut him down. And I'll, I'll hand you over to Milo. He'll tell you how it all went. <laughs> hey, how, oh, how's well you all come?
8: Done, Welcome. Well done. Yeah, look, um, obviously our uh, current mayor has got no clue uh, what he's doing when he's running a meeting. And, um, but uh, you know, the problem with that is um, as you would have seen in the meeting, Um, you know he has a a habit of uh, you know shutting people down or uh, not letting them speak or um, you know doing all the sorts of things that uh, really a democracy doesn't allow um, you know a chair or um, you know members to do Uh, we are um, there to speak our minds uh, you know to and uh, let people know um, uh, the problems that we're having within the community. And clearly, last night was a great example of a lot of people turning up um, and um, you know and 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 telling the council members the issues that they're having. And there's very, very serious issues. These people are, you know, in financial dire straits because of uh, you know what's happened with the mandate and like i've said before you know i've been vaccinated um but i do not expect anybody else um to be forced to uh you know take the jab if they don't want to and i definitely do not want to see anybody um lose their jobs um and when you are talking about a place like port headland if you lose your job in port headland 90% 90% of people that come here, um, their job, their house is attached to their job. So if they lose their job, they lose their house. Um, and if they own a house here, the prices of uh, the property here are through the roof. You know, it's crazy uh, the, the, uh, the cost associated with property here. So if you lose yeah. your job, you're effectively, you've got nothing, you, you've got nowhere to go. Uh, you have to leave town because it's too expensive to stay. So, so when you have 100 people or 150 people turn up to a meeting and they've all got the same problem, you know, that council should be listening to them and should be doing something to help the people that are in dire straits. Um, But clearly, um, you know, they have been um, threatened, um, you know, legal advice has been manipulated, um, uh, you know, to uh, to tell them that uh, they will be liable for any decisions they make. All of that stuff is, you know, I, I really don't understand how these councillors have taken that on board as gospel because it is, it's just not true. And, um, you know, the the issue we have with the council uh, here is that they're very inexperienced and um, they have, um, you know, they have believed in the administration and, and I think the administration has been um, coached by the state government, um, and uh, and and clearly uh, you've seen the outcome of last night. It um, you well, know, I, everybody...
0: we've heard the stories about Mark McGowan taking a few visits up to Port Hedland. Can you tell us a little bit Absolutely. more about that?
8: <laughs> Look, I, <laughs> me and Mark McGowan oh. don't get on very well, so um, you know I'm not uh, on his guest list, I'm afraid. So, uh, uh, but. Mark, um, w- w- well, any member of the uh, Labor Party that comes to Headland, um, they will come and have functions here and uh, their functions will be with uh, Labor members, uh, period. They do not uh, invite members of the public, um, and nobody outside their inner circle. Uh, you're either in the tent or you're out the tent. And that statement came from Alana Matina uh, to me, and uh, I believe her. That's the way they run that show. So unless you are um, in the uh, party and uh, supporting the party, you've got no hope of getting anywhere near them.
0: It's one same giant club, thing. and you ain't in it.
4: Yeah, the same exactly. thing happened down. Yeah, same thing happened down here in Bunbury um, in November when the cabinet came down to Bunbury for their you know meetings. Of the um you know same people you're talking about, it's supposed to be a meeting for business, local business owners, and we had a local business owner who's part of our freedom community turn up at the door with um there was 120 protesters out the front of the building that we organised, um mm. and she was not allowed in, and she said, but I'm a business owner in the region, you know, in the electorate, and I'm a rate payer in the electorate. Um, uh, so why am I not allowed to attend? And it's like, no, <clears> and all the people that came out were all just labor stooges, all business owners that were just, you know, part of their their clique. That's how they operate.
6: How
7: Adrian, again here, guys, how I I still struggle to understand how any business owner can be a labor supporter. It
2: just it, oh. it actually blows my mind. How can anyone be a labor supporter? <laughs> <laughs> You know, they, the, these labor people are supposed to, for those overseas guests, and I know there's a couple, um, you know, the Labor Party is seen as the party of the working man, yet they've completely turned it around and become the, uh, the, the, the repressor. You know, they, the working man has suffered, the working men and women, so let's say, there's some women in here giving me nasty looks. Just speaking but, to the mic, Scotty. Yeah. Anyway, the Labor Party has sort of betrayed its traditional values of being representing the working class um let's throw over to
0: andrea are you there andrea
9: yeah i am hi guys
0: hello hey hey um any comments uh, about the things we've just talked about and I, I guess particularly i'd like to know that um from you uh a little bit more about the human rights issues around port headland obviously i guess i think things are a little bit more dire up there than in a normal community
9: yeah, look, uh, what Milo said was absolutely correct. And that's been my um, experience being here 10 days or so. Uh, locals have had to leave. So when we talk about human rights issues, they not only extend to the welfare cost of the state uh, and and legal violations of people's rights, of course, uh, discrimination, privacy, to name a few, but also violation of democracy and due process. I mean, we made it explicitly clear at that meeting on Wednesday night that the Local Government Act calls each member of council to stand there and do their job. What's their job? To represent the people, not only within the city, but also to state and federal parliaments. Now, they use words such as good governance, and doing good governance in good faith to kind of broadly express what that might look like. But there's other documents such as regulatory frameworks from the department, there's also policies and there's also strategic plans that work out what that looks like. And each of these speak to integrity, leadership, and also to be an advocate and a voice for the people. And at every turn, Every time I've spoken to one of the counsellors, I could see, you know, this head and heart tension, right? And they're like, oh, you know, my head's in conflict with my heart. Now, (laughs) I don't need to tell anyone that when there's a conflict and the head is, you know, going away from the heart, what's happening is either there's, you know, someone said something to them. There's undue force or pressure or coercion or there's something else going on in the background because every person, every human being on this planet has that gut feeling Mm. since they're little right and wrong. They know deep down inside what is the right thing to do and they did not do it.
0: Yes, Mm.
9: that's right. They're acting acting a bit like the Uh, Labor Party where they just all stick
4: together right or wrong.
7: Yeah, Adrian again, guys. Yeah. Yeah. Backing up what Andrea said, the head and the heart thing, we had we had five really strong councillors that were all prepared to stand up on the original uh, voting on these motions. One of them, three of them, three of them stuck with their uh, three, the the three that were most strong have all had vaccine reactions. The other two who were on our were on our side originally on, on the 11th of May. One's now got a heart condition and the other the other one didn't have the three jabs, she's only had the two, but her father has been in and out of hospital, he was in hospital the first time for several days with major heart problems after his um, after his Pfizer jab, I believe it was. So, and uh, hang on, so Dave. He's, so he's, he's, he's the people, he's, sorry, sorry, no, he's he. So here's the two sorry. people that, that uh, jumped ship and, and actually voted against us that went with us the first time. One's got heart problems from the jab and is petrified and never get another one. The other one never wants another jab, doesn't want to jab her kids, and her own father is super ill with now serious heart complications from the jab.
0: That's it's just what,
7: What's their names?
0: <laughs> we don't talk. Any... <laughs> one is One is uh,
7: the, the, the girl is, no, absolutely I'm saying that. No. One is Flo Lavini. Um, Andrea's hitting me here saying, don't say your names. Like, screw that. It's a public oh, record. Try
6: uh,
7: it's, it's on the public record. And the other yeah. one is Ash Christensen. The other one is Ash Christensen. Now, Ash, actually, Milo has got a good, good. Uh, in the first, in the first eleventh of May, um, when when they had the special council meeting to to vote on our resolutions, whether they'd push them forward or not, um, I'll let you tell that story, Ash. Uh, sorry, uh, Milo, yeah. about the
8: about the ANZACS.
0: Please go <laughs> ahead, Milo.
8: Well, uh, you know, his argument effectively was, um, you know, that um, you know he's supporting this, and um, you know, like the Anzacs uh, that uh, you know stormed the beaches of Normandy or wherever it was, Gallipoli. Gallipoli, yeah. Gallipoli um, you know, we need to be strong, and um, um, you know, and following their footsteps, I, I, um, I take it was uh, was his intent of his uh, speech, um, but uh, I did say to him afterwards, well. You know, um, it doesn't matter what happened in uh, World War One with the Anzacs. Um, you know, and they made a, made some mistakes uh, in uh, World War One, uh, but uh, one thing that they didn't do was surrender, and uh, yeah. and uh, we uh, we won because uh, they didn't take a backward step um and i told him um that uh you know clearly uh going against his uh first decision uh was um not following in the footsteps of the anzacs but this
1: and
0: this, this doesn't seem to explain it though are these people just putting their heads in the sand or is there something else going on
9: well, i'm sure that all view... of you sorry dad sorry. Yeah. yeah go,
0: go no, ahead say, you
9: know, Oh,
0: considering sorry
4: considering all the stories and like i cried through most of this i've watched all of that three hours and 39 minutes of torture um today this afternoon and i cried through most of it you know how can how can a group of people human human like as i've said before some of these people we can't actually call them human beings because i don't think they are but how can these people sit there and listen to like kathy's story about her husband and her dad Listen to the story from the lady or man who talked about the, you know, I don't know, 35 people that they know of that have died over time. Listen to the, you know, the Indigenous people getting up and talk, the lady saying about, you know, their family members dropping like flies. You know, like how can how can a human being sit there and listen to all of that and then still continue to say that it we, we agree, like, let's just keep doing this? It is, it is. That's exactly right
9: there. Yeah, and I'm sure sure you guys all noticed. Yeah, that's right. And I'm sure you guys have all noticed the behaviour of the mayor. Now, he sat there that night. He did not answer one question. And yes, he looked at, at people in the eye, but you could tell he wasn't listening with his heart. Everything was just going over the top of his head and it was motions to him. Yep, next, next, next. And I'm sure you picked up on the disrespect he showed to the First Nations people, the indigenous community who stood there, who, you know, we encouraged to attend and had to encourage because they're shy by nature. They didn't want to get up and talk and they were so petrified. You know, we did a bit of a workshop beforehand and, you know, they built up the courage and they're standing there and they're telling their story. And for what to be publicly humiliated by their leader? It's absolutely, uh, oh, it, there's no words for it. The treatment that yeah. these people no. No. Uh, deserve versus what they received that tonight. There was no common decency or respect. No, well, the, the
4: it's total truly hypocrisy,
0: disgusting.
9: It
4: is the total hypocrisy, you know, even from the get go, like the very start of the meeting where they did an acknowledgement to country and how dare they Say those things that they said, and then treat the you know the indigenous, the local indigenous people in that region how they're treated. I I
0: can tell you, I can tell you, Deb, it's it's all lip service.
4: It is. It's all. Same as ANZAC Day. Same as ANZAC Day. You know, like all these politicians posting. I think we talked about this last Saturday, Andy, but you know, all these politicians posting on ANZAC Day that, you know, oh, I've been to the Anzac Day service and respect for the, you know, the people that have died. I'm sorry, but it's bullshit. You know, like they don't respect, you know, and I've said this many times in speeches, you know, addresses I've made at, you know, a number of pub- these public events and at rallies, you know, I quite, I, just about every one I mention about the 100,000, you know, 100,000 plus people that have given their lives, made the ultimate sacrifice for our freedoms, the tens of thousands of servicemen and women that have, you know, Sacred, you know put their lives on the line and come back and now are dealing with lifelong um you know um conditions because of what they have yeah. to deal with and these politicians stand up there and go to an anzac day service and commemorate anzac day it's like yeah well
0: like- he's an. The- i'm going to throw to scotty because scotty do you want to tell the story of uncle brofo um from yesterday Oh. Wednesday's episode in the park. We're going to get Martin on very soon to speak about that, but I think it's relevant now to talk about.
2: Yes. So um, yeah. Look, look, this Wednesday and uh, believe we're having another prayer circle next Wednesday. So please come down there, but uh, Pink Panther will tell you more about that. So basically this last Wednesday, the Pink Panther and his friends held a prayer service at the war memorial and in the area, a mm. prayer service. Okay. And, but we had a special speaker. We had a thing. special speaker yet. Yeah, and it was, uh, uh, uncle Herbert from the, uh, uncle Abor- Aborig- Brofo. Yeah, uncle Bro- Mr. Brofo from the Aboriginal community here in Western Australia. And he's one of the elders. And he told a story that as a, ch- as a kid, he had seen uh footage of the, you know the people leaving off to war. So this is we're talking about World War One, World War Two, uh, the veterans, the Anzacs. World War Two, yeah. Basically, they. He's an old man. Yeah, they left and they went to to fight the European conflict, and and I guess in Asia as well. Now, what he didn't what he didn't know then was that the Aboriginal Indigenous soldiers from Australia, Western Australia, they were taken, they were. They served in the ANZACS in the in the military, and they were put in the uh, the the cargo hold with the animals. Yeah, and what a tragedy that was! What a disgusting. I was uh, horrified hearing that. You know, and he said he never knew that. So he he grew up watching the soldiers being you know the the basic you know the the footage of the the waving and the and, and all the, the wives and together. girlfriends are, are yeah. saying goodbye and they're all getting on the ship and there's cheering and here the aboriginal soldiers are shoved in the back yeah, treated yeah. as second class yeah, citizens
3: really he was talking about the lack of respect towards the the aboriginal veterans
2: and um, you know it's still going on and, you know, there, there was a lady there this Wednesday who's, five, you know, now this is, a, uh, I believe, indigenous. She had five grandfathers, and it's a, a tribal, uh, I, I guess, an indigenous cultural thing. And they had all served in the, conf, in, in the war. They were all veterans. And we will be seeing her photographs. And she's bringing them, and she is showing up. Um, she has every right to come to that. Now this letter was written by the RSL, uh, to, and I believe it's got Kim Beasley's name in it. He's the patron of the RSL yeah. yeah. So, and the police delivered this. Now go. we got the pink Panther coming in here now. There you so go. So, first pink Panther is here. He's going to give you an update. I'm going to hand over, sign over to the pink Panther. Da 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 da. Dun, 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 hi martin dun, dun, dun. so hey, martin.
0: everybody we've got martin on
4: hello
0: martin the pink panther welcome martin
10: hi andrew hi guys how you doing all good everyone's
0: listening in hi, so yeah
10: so hi, we're, we're
0: segueing around very quickly here um mate we were just talking about the event on wednesday yeah in king's park let's talk about that now, what happened from start to finish?
10: Well, we did our usual thing. We gathered at Governor's House and uh, obviously, the police approached me as always. What's happened, they're there for us and uh, guide us up to where we we're going. Make sure there's nothing happened to us, look after us, which uh, is nice of them. Uh, I never or we never invited them initially. They've come of their own accord. And they've always been good and courteous till, uh, till Wednesday, last Wednesday. So we did our usual thing, uh, hats off to my lovely friend, Kelly Newton-Wilford. That's come all the way, traveled all the way from Williams, two hour drive to join us and sing with us. So as we got on the balcony, as we do with the Perth city behind us to sing a few songs,
0: this is up at King's Park. You've, you've gotten up to King's Park.
10: Yeah. Yeah. Got on the balcony, the tourist balcony. Mm-hmm. And I thought it'd be a good idea get the city in the background as, uh, you guys have been very supportive. I thought it'd be good to get it on the, on the videos and sing the song that Kelly is very famous for singing. So, as kind of, I am a life coach myself and I'm very, when, you know, you're going to be very observant in life. So I always have my wits about me and I'm always looking and I could see in the distance, some, some activity going on between Kings park Ranger and the police. And I could see them coming with paperwork when I was hoping Kelly was going to hurry up and get the song going to stop them, which she did. So I could see they were waiting for us to sing the song. And I had a good, funny feeling they were coming for me. So I kind of played a bit stupid and did my own thing. Went for my bag and pretended that I didn't know what was going to happen, but I obviously <laughs> did. Like, but
2: just
0: trying
10: to stall. Yeah, stall exactly. Mark. Tricks of so the
2: Pink Panther.
10: Eventually, I got the tap on the shoulder. <laughs> yes. yes. Eventually, thanks, I sir. got the tap on the shoulder and I won't have a conversation with me. And this is uh, look, they're preventing me with this paperwork. And this particular policeman stressed as if I was, you know, going to be threatened with this. I'm serving you with this paperwork. So like I was all ready for this action. So I said, he said, you can't, this is from the RSL, uh, state, you cannot go over and protest over and, the Memorial center. I said, uh, kindly hold on a second. We're not protesting. We say, we say, we gather, we hold hands to connect and we say a prayer. We are not protesting. We never bring our signs over and they're all put down. Well, I don't care what you're doing or whether you're having a gathering and, uh, you can't do it anymore, according to this paperwork. And obviously, uh, thankfully you're there, Scotty's there, Richie's there with the cameras and they're getting, and obviously uncle Herbert is with me and he puts in getting protective. And kind of there's a a bit of a commotion going on. Everybody's getting out of order and uh, I got a bit angry. And all of a sudden I stopped everything. And I said, right, I'm talking. I was surprised how courageous I got even with the cops, but uh, everybody shut up. I said my bit regarding, this is God's land. It's our land. It's owned by nobody. And uh, I don't care. It's taxpayers land. It's taxpayers and quite rightly. And I said, uh, there's tourists here taking pictures. There's people playing in the park with a the football. There's people here having weddings and gatherings, which is no difference to what we're going to do now in respect of the women and men that fought for the freedom of this country. So, uh, I said, I don't really care what you're about. We're going over and we're going to do what we're going to do. So we got up and, uh, things got a bit more irate. Uh, they tried to upset uncle Herbert. And I had to do my best to calm him down. Cause obviously I didn't want him to get arrested. He's a very important part of our movement. So, uh, yeah, he got very upset at one stage. He did. Yeah. He, he even offered to get himself arrested, which he,
0: I, he joined the discussion about the legality of the, uh, what's the right word for, it? um, who has authority over the land, hmm. didn't he yeah. tell us a little bit about that. Well,
10: well he pointed out like he's an editor of the community, of the Aboriginal community, and they kind of have a right to the land. They own the land through their history. Not the priests, not the corporation, not even, as far as I say, the white people. So uh, I calmed the situation down and I got everybody to come over as more or less in the direction we're going to go over and say our prayers, no matter what you think. So I did a decoy to the left of the park because obviously I didn't want to get arrested. And, uh, with that, they must've made phone calls and next thing, thanks to you, Andrew, informed me, six paddy wagons turned up five. I oh, were already there, but yeah, there was a lot of cops there. Five on motorbikes, which totaled to 30 policemen. So, uh, as we went down to the park on the left-hand side and uh, we had a bit of a gathering, as you know, we all gathered together and uh, next thing, three of them arrived down to talk to me in private and thanks to yourself and my good human rights activist quotes and a couple more wouldn't allow it. So their tone had changed and they can kind of calmed down because they had realized I had uh, stuck up to them. I wasn't going to tolerate their unmanly behavior and to my good friends around me as well and realizing they were all on camera by five people with cameras. So they changed their attitude and toned it down and tried to come down and tell me, okay, we let you go for today. You can do your thing. But as of next week, you can't congregate or do what you want to do.
0: Now, there were a couple of very funny things about this episode for everybody. Number one, didn't you think it was strange that it was one of the cops that was bringing that? I thought that was very unusual because normally those guys aren't in that position, but this guy came at you. Did you think it was also unusual in the way that he was very, he had a lot of privada, but not, not, not much substance.
10: No, cause he was the last it's, it's amazing what the, the tone has actually changed. Cause the week before it was eight policemen on push bikes. This Wednesday, it was four policemen on push bikes and two paddy wagons. So obviously, they've decided to up their ante gently, and uh, they he is more or less saying, cutting a long story short, if I turn up there next week at all my friends, he's going to arrest me. But Martin, the other
0: thing that was it wasn't gentle, the thing that I found just um uh, quite fascinating was that they couldn't come up and just have a chat to you, yeah. they had to turn up with six vehicles and five bikes, and um and a bunch of guys on push bikes as well, by the way. So there were 30 odd cops there.
10: Well, they've obviously tried to uh, do a very a good bit of change. O- Over uh, uh, what's that word imitate or not, uh, intimidation for us all to put the fear in the God of us. So we won't do it next week, but I have to say uh, thanks to yourself, Andrew, Scott, Richie, and, uh, another camera guy, a friend of ours, Alan, silver silver thanks to your amazing videos that have been put out the following morning and you on that day my phone has not stopped from angry veterans down as far as bombary and around part and have given me so much support that have asked me and promised me if you're going to do it again next wednesday they're going to come up and support me and march up there in i uh, I've been told it's going to be hundreds and hundreds, I don't know how Martin, many people.
0: It was an, there was an overwhelming an response. An overwhelming response, yeah. Mm. My
10: phone hasn't stopped. I've actually been told today that one of the Catholic priests in Perth is actually coming and one of the Muslim clerics is actually going to come. People are outraged that we're being discriminated by holding hands round the flame of remembrance and saying a couple of prayers. So this thing has really backfired on the police. It's actually backfired on RSL. And if you look and do your research, RSL have got no jurisdiction or no right to say anything to us because they don't even own, or have any claim to that monument.
0: That's right. Hey, I'd just like to throw out to the people in our, our host uh, speakers room, do we, would any of you like to make some comments about this? Did you see the, the video reports, um,
4: yeah, I watched Tommy? the video. I watched the video, um, and I was just absolutely disgusted. Um, the you know to have that sort of presence um, for what twenty odd people, thirty people, however many you yeah, people Martin,
0: you how many had? Yeah, Martin, how many do you estimate, guys?
10: Yeah, we had fifty to sixty.
0: Yeah, there was a few people 50. there that day, not a yeah. lot though. That's a right. lot. But you yeah, had anyway. what
4: six? What did you say? Six police cars, which usually have two police officers in each. So it's like well, well one, one of them, cars, them was well, a van. Motorbikes. Yeah, or van. So there was like possibly 20 police officers there. Like haven't they got real crimes to be solved? Like it's a public place, that's public land. If it was um, if it was not a public place for people to frequent, then it would be fenced off with security guards and a gate to stop people from going in there. Um, I'd be interested to know, you know, what happens when, you know, someone decides they're going to have a family picnic there. And, you know, like my auntie's got eight children. When oh, I can together. answer that.
0: Yeah. yeah. Go, go, Robin.
11: Hi, Robin. Uh, hi. My audio is working now. I actually asked one of the police officers, um, uh, because they, they were talking about having a gathering and you needed to have permission, um, and I asked one of the officers, well, what about all of the young kiddies that have their birthday parties here? And he said, well, technically, we can ask them to move on that was his
2: response Yeah, look i Uh, think it's all clear this is a politically motivated it's coming from the top probably and
11: can i can i add something else that i think it says a lot about the rsl's relationship with the afp if they can send a letter to try to order us to not pray around a memorial and there's no signs we're not protesting when we're doing that it says a lot about their relationship because if I've right. yeah, right. with
4: Labour, Robin, and with Labour, because Kim Beasley signed that and he's a you know part of the Labour Party, isn't he? So the,
11: Well, if anybody else found a gathering of prayer in the park offensive and we sent a letter to the AFP to go and get them to cease and desist, basically, the police would laugh. Mm-hmm. So what does that yeah. say about the RSL's relationship with the AFP?
0: Yeah, absolutely. But, the, but the, did we actually confirm that that came from the RSL? Because I well, smell
11: that, that's the that's that's letterhead. Like yeah. Well,
10: What's I'd like, like to inform you all the following morning, I was invited onto the Basil Olympus, the Mayor's Sports 6PR radio show.
0: And I'm looking forward to hearing about it, Martin. I haven't
10: heard it yet. No, well, it was very good. And I was invited on. I, uh, said, I said the story. And Basil was very supportive to say, like, well, he knows people that play football there. He knows people that have picnic in the park. He knows that people have been gathering and have been a wedding. And uh, he finds it very contradictory that uh, for people to hold hands and, in the, especially the remembrance of the men and women who fought for our country and freedom, to gather just for a couple of minutes and say a prayer—something uh, doesn't make sense. So. Yeah. I had lots of support. My, I, I just have to stress: uh, whoever is interested to come and support me and my colleagues on <laughs> <and laughs> ten o'clock on Governor's House, we walk up politely and over to go to Kings Park again. And I am not taking any trips. I am not taking any hours. And I have to very well. I have to say politely that I have been informed by the legal team today and very high up people that that piece of paper that I was given is a lot of rubbish. It's yeah. just any merit and I have total right legally to do what we do. So yeah. I'm actually not afraid of getting arrested this coming Wednesday. No. Martin and
11: you you, sh- you shouldn't be afraid people are on fire right now and and this this is our freedoms being taken away from us incrementally and they thought that they had some sort of authority with with a letterhead well they're sorely mistaken and we will all be there Martin we will all be there
0: Hey guys can Western I just quickly interest? jump in um, if courts courts I know you're listening and you're writing a few messages Please um, join in. I'm going to send you an invite. Uh, go ahead, guys.
11: Yeah, right. Martin, I have uh, I've personally had a discussion with uh, the important people in my life. Um, and uh, we are fully prepared for myself to be arrested, so I will be there holding your hand. Oh, <laughs> oh yes. <wrong> <laughs> I, yes. Must, I
10: have. I Go have back actually said to you that I have a lot of veterans that have been in touch, even as far as Bunbury, and they're coming up with their jackets yes. on from the war, with their medals on Good their stuff. chest, and yes. they're coming as far as Bunbury on Wednesday. So. Obviously, I've been also informed that the great Julie Weileman is coming. Kelly William Newton is coming with her husband up from Williams, a two hour journey. This woman, I love this woman's commitment and holding the line. Love her so much for coming all that way. And I, I, I pray to God that hundreds and thousands of people turn up and show. And
11: that's the important message, Martin. Hold the line, hold the line
10: absolutely because for any of you that got children out there they are taking yes. their freedom away for the children so I, I encourage all you lovely parents to care so much for your children take a few hours off work please sacrifice a day like many other people have told me they're going to do and let's be, get behind this and, and let this, let's make this the beginning of something massive
0: martin um i'd just like to um, make a call out to andrea andrea would you like to make a comment about this are you there i think you guys are there you're on mute at not the moment sure
4: whether... oh, okay.
0: um just one moment you there I just on... a, a
9: message. yeah yes. sorry about that guys technical difficulties um yeah look this is i just sent uh, martin a text thanking him for his courage and for standing uh for our nation because this is so important as you guys know we're not just in a physical battle we're in a spiritual battle and as you very well know, uh, the government has been encroaching on all of our freedoms uh, incrementally. And the freedom of religion, freedom of speech, freedom of association, right, is yeah. being encroached yeah. upon when Martin is come upon by authorities. Now, f- freedom of religion, freedom of speech, freedom of association, all those freedoms are obviously, uh, you know, instituted in international law. We, we've, signed these treaties and conventions but more to the point they're implied in our constitution and we have uh, these freedoms also in anti-discrimination laws okay by virtue of saying we cannot discriminate on those bases where who you associate with where you attend and you know what you believe now freedom of belief and freedom of conscience and freedom of religion is all intertwined if you think about it if we take away someone's right to freedom of religion, that's also taking away freedom of conscience, freedom of belief. Well, that's so much broader, isn't it? That's political, that's health. So what, are they gonna, you know, stop us from practicing alternate, you know, tea medicines or something? That's a belief. Yes. Do you know what I mean? Absolutely. So absolutely hold the rein and it's incremental. That's what Australians don't understand. This is communist ideology. What communism says is government is God, there is no God. Government owns you, you cannot own anything. And we absolutely refute that and push back on that because it is our God-given right. Thank you so much.
11: I think we have to be really careful because we are a step away from – freedom of association with the, the bikey laws that were introduced a couple of years ago. If yeah. if our if our freedom movement were wearing patches, we would be doing something that they have deemed illegal. So I absolutely agree, but the way the law stands at the moment, we are one step away from them telling us that we can't associate. And that is the the state of affairs and the, the freedoms that they want to take away from us. Robyn,
0: that's a fantastic point. And if we have anyone um, from the legal fraternity, I know a, um, Andrea is human rights, but I'd really like to hear from, from someone else if they've got a comment on that. Would anyone else like to make a comment on that? I mean, this is incredible. I think, Robin what you're saying about the association laws is- um, Yeah,
11: it's huge. Very much. If uh, if great. we if we had um, it, you know for instance if we um, had have organized previous and we were all wearing the same shirt and you know we had a, a group that they would have a place to try and yeah um, it, the law. That's right, but yes. because we haven't done that, they can't. But we're we're so close to that, and that's what they're waiting for. Something like that. Where they've already introduced a law to try to shut us down, and they want to shut us down, and we won't. We need to hold the line.
10: Absolutely, Martin. Well, yeah, if I have to, I have a feeling probably they're going to come for me and try to arrest me. That's the feeling I have after they've more or less threatened me there on Wednesday. Can't do this again, but. uh, with the power and the encouragement of the people who have asked me to, we want to do this again, so I'm going to do it again. So please God, more and more people will turn up and support me and what is to be is to be.
0: And Martin, I, I'm just going to make an assumption that the police are listening to this. Are we going to go with, <laughs> the same procedure? And somebody in the background, <laughs> loads of noise, I don't know who that is, but uh, um, is that what we're going to do, Martin? Or is there a change of plan for this week? no it's the same it's the same yeah same procedure yeah go with the signs
4: the same thing. we've got the right you know they eventually they give up like they we had um down in bunbury we've been doing well up until the election we were doing rallies like every week since october mm-hmm. right and in i don't know um i don't i don't know with jeff are you on the I yeah jeff's not, but, just um, joined
0: welcome jeff, welcome, jeff.
4: So jeff from wa conscious about... businesses no 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 jeff's part of um sw freedom community with so i wear a, a few hats <laughs> um one being wa conscious businesses it's debbie here for those of you who don't know who's talking um so it's wa a... Conscious businesses we support oh, businesses employees through these mandates but i'm also um part of the sw freedom community um, which is uh, we've got about 1,800 people in, on our database spread from Mandra <laughs> down to Esperance, and Jeff's on our committee. So we organised the rallies here for Bunbury. And I can't remember, it was earlier this year, wasn't it, Jeff? I can't remember exactly when, but the police decided that, um, I think it was about April, March or April, police decided they weren't going to support us um, on our marches around town, which meant, you know, doing the traffic control so that we could, cross the road safely and um and weren't going to do that anymore and they came i think the next rally they came and they just sat on the other side of the road while we all tried to cross the road and then they came i think the following week and then they've never been back because they just give up they just gave up after a while so well yeah, i yeah, tend, tend to, to think
0: that that's what's down. going to happen in whoever's. I don't know, doing the dishes in the background there. Can you please put yourself stop. on? Mute? Please
11: stop. Please stop. <laughs>
3: oh, it's very. <laughs> uh,
12: uh, it, it, uh, is that is that that's probably me? Well, <laughs> that's Daniel. That's, yeah, yeah. But, <laughs> Daniel. I can. I I know now my uh, audio works. <laughs> At least I can confirm <laughs> yeah, that now.
0: About to get kicked though.
4: I'm you did the dishes.
0: Hey, look, look, Daniel, it's only really half the problem. Martin keeps fiddling with his mic and it's constantly. Um, playing with his can. Scotty likes to open beers on mic as well. Look, uh, no, what?
12: <laughs> Sorry, I, I, I was making myself a cup of coffee while I was at it. Sorry, guys.
0: <laughs> that's all right, Daniel. Hey, look, um, let's change it up, guys. That, that's um, been a really interesting discussion. And um, what I'd really like to say. Martin's got something, but Daniel, I think you're still making coffee. Um, <laughs>
12: <laughs> Sorry, I'll get away. I'll, I'll stop it. I'm
0: just going to mute you, okay? You know, see you, mate. <laughs> um, I'll bring you back <laughs> in a second. <laughs> um, but uh, look, okay, let's wrap that conversation up. Martin, I know you've got a few things you want to say. Please go ahead.
10: Right. For all that's listening, for all of you that's in port, for all of you that's outside port, but know somebody in part, I please encourage you to ask them to come and support us on Wednesday, 10 o'clock at the Governor's House on Wednesday. Please come and support me and my colleagues. And, uh, you know, we do a very good pushback.
0: And, look, mate, we've got 33 members in the group. Um, To all of you, could you please... um, do all that you can to share this show out once we finish recording this evening i'll turn that into an episode and then you can go on to the app and share from there so yes martin yeah, we're going to get lots of people on yep sorry go ahead
4: jump on to can i just give a little um shout a little plug or shout or yeah a little plug that's the word i need um so we've set up a um a telegram um channel and i'm going to do a chat while i'm talking to you so i'm sorry i don't know how to mute myself so if you hear tapping of keys
11: that's me i'm I press that. press I the microphone how... icon press the yeah. microphone o- icon and it will mute you
0: that's all right deb if you make too much noise where mate, i will just mute you anyone
11: um
4: sorry
0: let's wrap that up what were you saying deb what what channel what page should everyone follow apart from so, um, I know telegram, we've got Luke here in the house
4: yeah so there's a telegram we've got a telegram channel and it's called the eight news show um, oh yeah. so please find it and subscribe
0: Deb you you're more than a champion Spooker. yeah you're, what's plus, the word plus for guys you're, you're the
10: strongest, oracle all listen <laughs> don't forget it's the betterment report on scorpion media and, and Max,
0: Freedom. Max Freedom and Silver of W. Let's, Silver be, w. let's be cool about And it. Hang I'll Loose Recluse. The, um, and Hang Loose Recluse. Nico, Alex. hi, if you're there. Alex Jones
4: show. Oh, and the, um, the
0: Alex Jones
4: There show. you go. I put, it, I put it in the chat again. So the link's yeah. in the chat, guys. Yeah. If you can all jump on and um, like it, share it, whatever you need to do. And I'll set up a chat. That's just a channel for now, but I'll set up the chat so that you can all talk to each other and... And whatnot, but I. Our- and
0: of course, what we're going to try and do is really improve on the format of the show. Um, and yep. guys, what we'll be doing is using that chat channel to um, plan future events, uh, future subjects, whatever it might be. Um, okay, well, have guys. You got any ideas? Chuck it. Yep. Have you got any Can we
4: just
8: ideas? cut in? Chuck Can we just cut in for, for a sec, mate?
0: Adrian, jump sure, in, ma'am. please.
8: Oh, it's Milo here. Look, um, I just you. want to bring you back to the to the uh, to the mandates. And uh, one of the conversations that needs to be discussed continuously um, is obviously, you know, the state government has removed the mandates now, but industry is keeping the mandates. So, uh, you know, we've got constitutional issues where we don't believe that uh, these medical procedures can be put onto the people, yet we've got industry now that are mandating their employees Um, have the uh, the vaccine and any new employees must sign contracts to um, you know uh, have these uh, vaccines before they can be employed now again I believe that's discrimination and um, and I don't believe it's lawful so um, it's something that needs to be discussed continuously because um, industry is going to start taking over and uh, you know, removing the rights of uh, working class people in WA and Australia. Well, and I can
9: absolutely attest to that. Uh, I've got clients every day. I'm trying to. Uh, seek reinstatement for them at Fair Work Commission. And, uh, you know, it's pick of the bunch. There are some industries that have dropped the mandates, but there are others who have internal policies or they're going as far as writing them into employment contracts. And it's absolutely an abomination because it's, it's uh, not in step with government current government standards we all know directions are not law okay they've not received royal assent in parliament they've not gone through upper house lower house debates okay first second third readings they're not even regulation they don't sit under a regulatory provision they are a policy suggestion and so if these industries are continuing to push mandates that are out of step not only with the constitution with state and federal laws but with government uh standards and that is reprehensible
2: scotty do you want I to make a want comment to- about that? yeah look um i'd just like to echo the comment from dr zelenko and he said that these people it was a very interesting little video clip i saw of him where he said that they should be tried for crimes against humanity and basically executed we get into
0: that, aren't we Andrea
2: I, it was interesting how, yeah. how,
0: how, where does the hubris come from to write that into an, an employment contract well,
9: look again if yeah. if that's right so if the common employee isn't number one uh, having these conversations with their employers or alive into these issues seeking either legal advice or support on these matters it's not going to get resolved it just continues to happen and employers are only doing it because they're getting away with it and people aren't standing up against yes, it. yes
0: that's, that's exactly, right Sandra, you can't that's make right. that more strongly enough people just need to learn to stand up and stand and, and push back. Uh, they don't. Got no, got yeah, I've got a
3: question for Andrea. Like, obviously, yes. Andrea, you just, you've just said there that um, the mandates and the uh, public health directions, et cetera, were unlawful anyway. But um, what's your comment on the businesses, the, the major businesses like Coles and Telstra, et cetera?
2: BHP, the, I believe. BHP.
3: that are still Aldi. Pushed- Woolworths. Yeah, keep going. But uh, still (laughs) putting it on their staff. They can't even hide behind the directions. They can't even blame the government. What's your comment on that?
9: Absolutely. And, I mean, Woolies is a a prime example because on their website they say we accept religious and medical exemptions. And I have had clients with religious and medical exemptions and they're still being terminated. So all of this Mm. goes to not only inconsistency, not only unlawfulness, but those violations that continue only because people won't stand up. Now, when I'm in Fair Work Commission and, you know, respondents' lawyers, so the employer's lawyers on the other side, make their legal arguments. What do you think they say? It is government law. We had to do it. We were following orders. Honestly, I mean, these people are not thinking for themselves.
0: But Andrea, the most fascinating part about this, I'll, gu- I'll guarantee you that every single one of those companies have discrimination policies that are in clear contrast.
9: Absolutely
11: right, That's right? Yep, that's right.
7: I think Dr. Adrian. Here, guys, I wonder. I'm just wondering, um, thinking out loud, if, if it's a coincidence that the the two councillors who who uh, turned code and stabbed us in the back in Port Hedland on Wednesday night
2: are both working for BHP.
6: Uh, oh, the, the two
2: councillors who, who stabbed you guys yeah, in the head he work for BHP, that. unbelievable. Yeah. But you yes, know, we I were know. down there protesting uh, last Wednesday before going to King's Park. The Pink Panther mm-hmm. led a we, – we stopped at BHP outside Perth on St. George's Terrace. Yeah, um, I'm just going to open up the wall. Yeah. Keep
7: sticking into the bastards because wow. – Sorry. I don't know how long they think they're gonna
2: get we're away going, from we're it. Going, we're
0: gonna let it we're gonna go back there this Wednesday. <laughs> yeah, sorry. Let, guys, um Adrian, go ahead, please.
7: Oh, look, I just I these um these companies like Commonwealth Bank or Qantas or any of these any of these companies that is sticking with the mandate. Yeah. They're they're obviously um obviously they can only mandate people who you know back to the jab that the that the government um, endorse through their public health orders or their public health directions because the first injury that comes now that the government now that the government has uh, has wiped the hands of the mandates will be litigation it'll be monsanto style litigation or monsanto size yeah. litigation where these companies will not be able to handle the backload of of billion dollar lawsuits and that's that's what'll ultimately yeah. happen and I don't think, yeah, uh, I, don't I, don't think I don't think yeah, but, but that's not happening. To... What's
5: that? Hang on. Sorry, go that's ahead. That's not happening. That's not happening. We've got multiple people in this country that have died as a result of these jabs. Many, many people have suffered adverse injuries, and yet it's still going on. So this idea that people done, are going to done. sue and and all the rest of it It's just not a reality any of these people are contemplating at all. Companies like BHP, I went through this with my own company. I went through this with my own company, which is Australasia's largest construction company. I was terminated on the spot for refusing to have the vaccination. And we'd had somebody injured in our business only a couple of weeks before. So I went down this road with them and they completely ignore it. They don't give a shit. And it's quite simply simple why is because they know um, that your your ability to to litigate is dependent on your financial capacity to do that against a major corporation so and then you've got to get over so many different hurdles to prove that your injury was caused by the vaccine and and the legal michael can i add
11: something to your comment because i think that's very you
5: know and this is, you know, we hear it all the time that these big companies are scared of being litigating against. they don't give a god they don't give a fat rat to us. They've got so much money. If you want to file a lawsuit against them, do you think they give a damn?
2: Yeah, but they hang don't on. Care at all. Exactly You've paid billions of dollars in fines already.
11: I think the important point is is that the businesses exactly know what you've just pointed out, Michael, is that the majority of people will not Uh, sue or whatever. The point of this is just like what happened in Germany during the war with the Stasi, they hand over uh, essential um, spying and control to businesses so that they do the dirty work of the government and that's what they're doing because they know we won't sue them but they're using the businesses anybody, to if, control us. I, I just us. want
5: to finish this point. I, I don't know if anybody else here has actually had to, or tried to sue their employer in court. I've tried it, I've done it. And I settled out of court because I didn't have the time or the money to do it. And that was against, uh, at the time, con- latent contractors. I can tell you from that experience, what they did to me was completely illegal. They knew it was illegal. But mm-hmm. the people that did it didn't care because you know, they really just hand you over to the legal department of that of that company, and then it becomes mm-hmm. their job. These companies are so yeah. deep with with how they handle these things; they have a budget for it. If you become a problem that they have <laughs> to deal with as a legal problem, they don't care. It's just it's just a blip on their bottom line, and mm-hmm. you know the, the fact of the matter is, very few people are going to do it. And then they're going to face the realities, as as Ben Falconer is, of coming up with four hundred, five hundred thousand dollars to even get to yeah, a judgment. Okay.
0: and Michael, the other thing we've got to recognise is that that all of the systems, and I'm thinking specifically of um, Services Australia, are set up to put roadblocks in in place. Absolutely, at Absolutely every turn, are. it's a it's a massive. Conspiracy, it's not a theory, it is actually.
5: You saw that I'm trying to remember the, the lady's name at the Fair Work Commission very early on in this, who wrote a stunning, um, dissenting judgment.
7: Lyndall that, Dean, yeah, you know, yes, that's seen, the one.
5: Yeah. And, and then very soon after, Michaela Cash dragged her and had her re educated, I think was the term. Yep. Yeah, she, got away anyway. she wasn't towing the line. You know, yep. the, yep. the levels of yep. corruption in yep. our government and all of our institutions are so deep and so obvious. Mm. And, and I think this is what, when I listen to these podcasts and I listen to various other things and what we've all been listening to over the last year and, and how this podcast started tonight, Andrew, was with, you know, was with the why we're, we're still asking this question as to why these things are happening in our society. When, um. You know, in some respects, it's, it's really quite obvious and, you know, it just comes down to the amount of greed that goes on in the world. I mean, and we shouldn't be surprised by it. You know, if we, we've lived through the scandals that are related to asbestos, you know, lead, um, tobacco, all of these things, these I, vaccines are, are just a product.
0: Okay. Just I want to I want to go back to the point that you just made. You were saying why. Yeah. Um, yeah. Andre, I'd love to ask you another question Um, and anyone else who wants to jump in on this one. At the moment, we're familiar with quite a few lawsuits that are going on um, that involve, well, I know personally of over 650 employers. Um, At what point or are are we already at that point of saturation there? And... um, Is this something that we just simply need to wait uh, to play out or are we really just losing?
9: Yeah, really great question, guys. Um, Look, it does depend on jurisdiction. If you're talking about the Fair Work Commission, yes, saturation has been achieved. Their most recent precedent set, an employer does not require a risk assessment to yeah. make such a direction, you know. So this is what's going on in the lower courts, but you have to remember there is there is um, a precedent in a higher court overturns a lower courts, right? So we've got uh, judgments pending in Supreme Courts across Australia and, of course, the AVN uh, versus Cho in the Fair... Um, federal court now I was just uh listening to Julian Gillespie before on an update he was giving and look even at the federal court level he's he's calling for a full court of the federal court which means they want every judge to be sitting on you know those chairs so that when judgments are held there's a a diverse someone making a milkshake
0: That Someone's ju- doing something. I'm just muting you again. Please go ahead, andre
9: Yeah. Just- so, so that that full court uh, w- would be better placed to uh, have a diverse opinion and view. But he is even finding that due process is not being followed. That you know the, the time frames are being pushed out by the federal court. And of course, no one wants to deal with this issue. Now you ask a question of you know saturation. The problem is we don't have the perfect plaintiff. And when we find the perfect plaintiff, they don't have the will to take it to court. So unfortunately, these matters, are, uh, Michael's absolutely right. You need to overcome the issue of A, having a good lawyer, B, you know, finding a, a plaintiff with the evidence, right? And yeah. when we talk about the causational links to prove evidence, if there's any gaps, your matter will obviously be ripped to shreds, particularly in relation to jab injuries. I mean, if someone's had two jabs and back in, you know, the day, last year, early this year, nurses were accidentally jabbing people with both, AstraZeneca and Pfizer. Why? Yeah. How, how are you going to prove which one it was? So Can I at every step and every turn, there have been difficulties, right? Needless to say, I was part of the Kasam hazard matter and the problem there, of course, one of the problems was when his honour gave the judgment, it was not in relation to law much. <laughs> it was mostly in relation to the politics of all of this matter. And this is the gravest issue we're facing today. The violation of separation of powers has ensured that the courts are not independent anymore. That's why in the Kimber matter, the um, Deputy President Dean was stood down. I mean, that should never happen. A politician should never stand down, an executive member doing their job, right?
0: That's right. So
9: if there is a violation of separation of powers and the judiciary don't have autonomy and independence and the executive don't have autonomy and independence, the reason they're meant to have that autonomy and independence is to hold each other to account. That's not happening. The that's rule of exactly. law has been absolutely obliterated. The systems don't work, so we're using slapping,
0: they're, they're slapping us. Uh, in you it.
9: know, fake bullets, so to speak. Y- yes. Yeah. In in an uh, an environment that's not you know made for what we're we're trying to we're trying to achieve.
0: Yeah, we're we're um, there's. There's some sort of funny collusion going on here deb what are you, you thinking? no you haven't you haven't andrea can you hear us hello you're definitely so online yeah you're definitely online i'll um text you guys um deb well, have you, you got you hear something got? to say about that yeah yep yeah. um, go ahead deb please just, i'm just, just gonna something. text yeah
4: just a couple of things um Obviously, like with WO conscious businesses, we spend a lot of time, you know, talking about risk assessments and um, in the environment prior to the tenth of June. Um, you know, all can you hear us on the. Back, you know, they Eight News show. Yeah, I can hear you.
0: Yeah, he, I can hear. Just Text message.
4: Can you, hear can you hear Adrian, Andy?
0: Yeah, he he can hear. We can hear you, Adrian. I've sent him a text message, guys. Okay. Okay. Just go ahead.
4: Um, yeah, so prior to 10th yeah. so of June, to... June at
2: 1201
4: um, one. I can't hear, hear you. I can hear you. Sorry,
0: we're go great. ahead. Um, a little bit of noise there, everyone. Obviously, everyone, we're live and um, we're having a little bit of a hiccup at the moment, but um, yeah. please, Deb, go ahead.
4: Okay, so prior to the 10th of June, at 12.01am, all these businesses were just using the backstop and for... Um, Fair work was the government make, is making us do it. Basically, you know, it's like the kid that says, you know, he, the, you know, the system made me do it. So they were using that as a backstop. But come twelve oh one on the tenth of June, they no longer have that excuse to um, say, well, you know, we just do it. We're just following government direction. The government direction. The government's, government's told us to do it. We have to, we do, have to do it. it. To do it. Uh, I can hear uh, myself again. Yeah, I don't. I, have yeah. One. yeah.
0: We're being interrupted again, Andrew, I think. (laughs) I'm just going to mute everyone, okay, and I'll just open it back up again after that. Um, Look, do you guys want to jump in at all? (laughs) The guys in
3: house are just just
0: sitting back, chilling. Go uh, ahead, please. I think Luke
2: wants to say something. Well, that
3: was exactly my question. They were hiding behind the government told us to do it, which we know historically that um, a lot of people have hidden behind that excuse. But now that that's gone, what's the legal justification for either preventing employment or terminating employment or any of these things that are continuing? And I I just don't understand the shroud, the protection that they had when they were supposedly following the unlawful um, public health directions. Directions. I still can't really wrap my head around it oh well, that's an echo okay. that's adrian that's you mate um yeah please go ahead um i can't i can't wrap my head around how these um massive companies feel like they've got legal protection now that they're enforced you know there's nothing to enforce they're not they can't hide behind anything um they're doing it off their own back well, so that's
0: just it mate none of us can wrap our heads around it because there's no legal basis for it however it's just happening
2: scotty mm-hmm. well look i've uh, everything's insane and and you know a lot of people we talk about all the legal ramifications of this but these people it just seems to be they're just making it up as they go but i i just want to raise the issue is do we even know what the basis of these contracts between big pharma and government are do no we, we don't do we have any access to them can we get them i mean well look no no of we course won't get them. uh so who, who was that
5: that was that was me Michael
2: Michael yeah so that's I think that's an issue that we need to try to get now, now hang on hang on a basis, minute basis I'll, I'll
0: I've got a question here that if you was, can yeah, get a question
2: if the Americans
0: can get the Pfizer documents why can't we get yeah but contract? that's
5: not the con- that's not the contract yeah those okay. contracts I believe it was an in, one of the Indian newspapers yeah. or news organizations published the version or well, some of the pages out of an Indian version yeah now those contracts, like a lot of contracts that government sign, you know, they're under strict NDAs and that's just how it is. We're not going to see what's in those contracts.
11: It's a bit like... Yeah, the not, um, not, not for 75 it, years. It,
6: oh, yeah, <laughs> well, it's...
5: regardless of, of when it is and what it is, there's nothing particularly unusual in the fact that a contract that the government signs for supply of anything is not made public. Yeah. But Um, You know, I've been talking to a few different people. Someone planted a seed in my mind a few weeks ago and I've been following it. And I came across a book last week called Kleptopia that a guy wrote. And it's very, very interesting. And it's something that you'll all identify with about the why of all of this. It's just money. You know, it's just these corporations have have spotted a way to make money, no different, as I said earlier, to a tobacco company selling a product they know kills people, they know they're going to get sued, they don't particularly care because they have a division of lawyers that take care of that. And so long as the people at the board level know that they're protected and there's billions of dollars to be made, they'll put that product in the marketplace, they don't care. And,
3: but and Michael, you're a, you're an electrician.
5: Human yeah, but you're you're an electrician,
3: Michael. Beings. Sorry. You you're an electrician, Michael. But you you've recently mainly been working in the mining sector, right? Um, yeah. Where does um, BHP continuing to carry this on, even though they're all yeah, the major okay. companies BHP, are and BHP
5: and all of these big companies were the ones that wanted the mandates in the first place
3: yes exactly. that's
0: the key to okay? it yeah but
5: they were you know but you've got to go direction. a couple of steps above yeah. that right? okay
0: um can we just let deb deb why come do in? they want them sorry we're yeah. just gonna well deb they want
5: them because it made it made their risk analysis simple you've got to go back to i was on site when it first started and or getting ready to go to site and, the, and the, all of the stuff that we had to put in place to manage this problem on site was unbelievable. And it just comes down to cost at the end of the day. Now, if you were sitting at the top of BHP and forget about the reality, just think about your mindset at the time of asking the government to give you this mandate, because you believe that once these people are vaccinated, they can't catch it, and that you won't have to implement all of the protocols on site to manage it. If someone's vaccinated, they can come to site. Not yeah, there's it. only
0: one issue with that though, Michael. The, issue um, with that? the the information was available all the way along. They didn't. Their legal teams or their safety teams, whoever you want to point out within those companies, did not do their risk, risk assessments, and that's what this is all about. Right. They no, just but that's, said, what I'm saying, that's not what
5: I'm saying, Andrew. What I'm saying is, at the time that they made those decisions they believed that these vaccines would be effective.
0: That's right, but they, they believed what their okay. legal teams told them.
5: Yeah, but that's what I'm saying. That's the only thing in their mind, is that they don't need to then on site worry about testing and all the other stuff. The yeah. belief, like any other vaccine that you take or we've grown used to in our lifetimes, meant that if you took it, you couldn't catch it.
0: Yeah, but the issue that, that I've got with all of this, mate, is that... A mining company, in particular, is set up um, r- around key uh, key pillars of things like due diligence. Due diligence is a very that. key pillar of mining, and they hadn't displayed any of it in this situation. No, but see,
5: they would have they would have been able to rely, Andrew, on the as I say that you've got to go back right to the beginning when it started. Their mindset is one of, oh, great! If we get our people vaccinated, we don't have to worry about you know only having twenty people on a bus that's built for fifty people. Yeah, and all of the stuff that was built into.
0: I get all of that. Yeah,
5: I know.
0: I get all of that. The issue that I've got is is that, and and coming back to some points that Andrea made earlier, um, the there was no way that any of this at any, po- at any point in time was legal from so many points of view, but mainly just Oh, well,
5: legal is whatever you write down on a piece of paper and get the government it. to sign off on.
0: And that's the you issue, know? right? Yeah.
5: And, and it's not only that, as Andrea, Andrea will tell you, and as I was saying before, legal has become today what they can force you to do knowing that you can't sue them or knowing that the, your pathway to trying to sue them is so long and so expensive that yeah. it comes legal by default. And this is what we've been living through. But and all done, the, the all why of done. it all is simply comes down to money. There's vast amounts of money to be made.
0: Yes, and, and we, look
5: at, we look at big pharma companies as if they're pharma companies. They're not pharma companies. They're just badged as a pharma company. They're just a bloody a division of BlackRock Capital.
0: Absolutely, Black Deb, De- Michael, just one moment. Deb, yeah. what were you going to say?
4: So um, what I was saying was that, you know, pre that 10th of June, the, all these businesses could just go, yep, it's um, the, the government's made me do it. There's a direction in place. I'm just following the direction. I've seen, you know, Paul and I have seen literally hundreds of pieces of correspondence from, you know, from employers to employees while we've been trying to help them.
12: Thank and you the for that.
4: For everyone is, no worries. Um, Just about everyone said, you know, we're just following the direction, we're following the direction, we're following the direction. That was their backstop. But come 12.01am on the 10th of June, they can no longer use that as a backstop. You know, most of them haven't done risk assessments prior to, or if they have, they've done it based on catching COVID and then putting, you know, measures in place, but they've not done the risk assessment on the actual jab because most of these employers think that the risk assessment on the actual jab is your responsibility because you're the one that's actually giving consent to have that jab so a lot of them don't think that they need to do that but now these businesses are going to have to have risk assessments like pretty much watertight risk assessments in place to quantify their decision to continue to mandate and I've shared in the chat like the list um, that we've got of all these businesses we know to date and if they don't then, op, then they've got the work health safety apps that they're going to be breaching if someone does have, um, you know, yeah. a significant... But that's it, Deb. Yeah. That's it, Deb. No. How no. the Dave, hell do
0: you actually... This. But, Deb, how do heavy. you do that when yeah, well, there are so different. many injuries? How do you yeah. Mm. quantify... Yeah, but how
5: many of these injuries are confirmed and acknowledged and admitted? And that's the
4: problem. Well That's,
5: that's exactly. Right. exactly, that's the problem. That's what they rely on.
4: Yeah, so the underlying problems are that you've still got to get a doctor. It's like this um, five to twenty thousand um, dollar payment that you can get if you've had an adverse reaction. But the yes. one of the key yeah. condition condition number one is that you spend twenty four hours in hospital and you get a doctor to agree. Well, most and of the doctors aren't agree. I've got a friend who's just had a daughter in hospital in emergency for the second time in three months with seat with a seizure that knocked her out for six hours. And they still like, oh no no no, it's it can't be anything to do with the job, it can't be anything. Yeah, had and we're seeing loads of
0: that. Yeah. yeah,
4: and so it's we're going back into we went into uncharted waters when it came to, um, you know, people losing their jobs and going to Fair Work, and you know, we very quickly worked out that Fair Work were totally corrupted. They're they're siding with the government. They were using the same excuse that oh, the government says we're just they're just following a direction. We can't do anything about it but we're going into another lot of uncharted water where now it's the, the businesses. And you know the whole way along, Paul and I have said, is that they just keep shoving the responsibility down the line. So now they're just gonna yep. screw over you know, all these businesses who are now gonna be held responsible for any injuries to their workers, because they're gonna to have to put in um, risk assessments in place to quantify that the job is justified to protect their workplace. But you can't do a risk assessment and use a risk as a control measure for a risk because yeah yeah, that's right
11: can i insert something here
0: yeah let's do that and then, then we're going to move on guys
11: um i just want to point out and um you know there's a big difference between approval and authorization and at the current point in time under all of these emergency acts throughout the world they only have authorization under the Emergency Act. Now, the goal is approval. And once they conduct these experiments on on humanity, and they are able to get approval and it's introduced onto the children's Vax schedule, Fauci in 86 made, made it possible that pharmaceutical companies had indemnity from vaccines on the children's schedule. Now that is the end goal. They want to get this vaccine on the children's schedule. And once they have done that, they will have indemnity. Okay. And your your work risk yep. assessments and all the rest of it will amount to nothing exactly. because they yep. will not be able to be taken to court for harming children and adults. That's the goal. Mm. And I think yeah. that's that's mm. what everyone is missing we're not nobody knows about this nobody talks about it it's certainly not in mainstream media that is the goal it's different we have authorization right now under the emergency acts their end goal is approval so that they they have uh they have it on the the child schedule that's what they want
2: yes and that's um, what robert f kennedy has explicitly stated he could exactly what you just said there
6: Mm. But it's I'm glad be I could point it out.
11: <laughs>
0: anyway,
2: <laughs> so you're you're
0: <laughs> Anyway, um you listen, let's change up. up the subject matter, you guys. Robin, I'd yeah, like to sure. talk to you right now about um your uh initiatives on YouTube. Yes, it's uh
11: been quite Everyone quite a, a um a long journey with um, much encouragement from um, yourself and other people, which um, I don't know why I didn't do it sooner, but um, yeah, so I've started a channel called Courage is the Cure and um, for anybody that's been around in Perth, I've
0: carried
6: around,
11: I've uh, carried around a scabby sign for, a number of weeks that says, don't let fear control you. And then I heard Michael from Cafe Locked Out say, uh, fear is the virus and courage is the cure. And that just resonated with me because that's what I live by. Fear is the virus that has infiltrated our society. And we all need courage to stand up and courage is the cure.
10: Can I interrupt there, Robin? As you're my, partner, as you are my partner in crime, you, violent warrior, female warrior of my team,
11: love you. <laughs> love you too, <laughs> Thank you, Bob.
10: This is where I insist all the listeners to get behind what Robin is saying, because fear, fear is the bias. What he says, and encourage like this great friend of mine has done, followed me to Channel 7, Channel 9, ABC, Mm -hmm. Western Australian newspaper, Department of Education, Department of Health, and McGowan's office this last six months. And with our efforts and my big Irish gob, with the help of all my (laughs) friends, 200 police in Perth have resigned. Last Friday, also, the police, Dawson, has... turn down 20 more police because they won't put up the hands to take the third experimental drug. So don't think for one minute that what me, myself and my friends have done the last six months hasn't made a difference. It actually has. That is why all these police have resigned. And to furthermore, we have re- absolutely educate them. I have even police coming to me uh, just quietly. And I have people coming to me that know people in McGowan's office and the parliament office. They do not like him. They're researching what I've been gobbing off all the time and finding out it's true. And at Channel 7, the third last time we went there, we had a very young inspiring man stand up and read the police ought to the police to educate them that we know what they stand for. And they're meant to support us, the people. And to furthermore, on the last two visits to Channel 7, after that young man saying, reading the wrote, what happened? The police. No police. No police. So absolutely, guys, we've got to encourage you. Knowledge is power and courage makes a big, big difference. So I can't, I, I swear to God, I would love, my passion is to see next Wednesday, a million people on the street unfortunately i know it won't happen but i encourage you i seriously Martin, for the good of you okay the, impo- the,
11: the important thing is is one drop makes an ocean and if just one person comes and then another person comes we have an ocean and that's yep.
0: and that's very that's right. very important okay guys we're going to move along now um that message obviously is extremely important everyone who's listening please come to governor's government house at 10 a.m on this wednesday that's right
11: courage is the cure courage is the cure
0: now right now we've got a new member into the co-host speakers lounge um karen sorry karen i was just double checking that you're in there um you're definitely with us hello karen how are you
13: hi andrew thanks for inviting me on your podcast
0: oh not a problem welcome to the show hi karen uh, everyone's saying hello
13: hi karen (laughs) finally (laughs) got
0: got in
2: hi karen Hi, Karen. Hey, how and are you? Are you? And where were you? Love where were you? you. Where were you tonight? Yeah, Karen. So I went to oh, Fire
13: in Your Belly in Fremantle. Uh, Kelly and Emmett have organised all of this. It's to hire out like live music events, healing workshops, community-based. Um, really good. They had a that did a little bit of a band, bit of a gig there. Uh, it was actually a really good turnout.
0: Fantastic. And we were going to hear from Kelly tonight. But uh, something went wrong. I don't know whether she joined the show or not, but we didn't actually hear from her. Now, um, so it's all over to you, Karen. What was the turnout like?
13: Yeah, it, it wasn't too bad. Um, I'm not sure how they um, promoted it or, you know, but there was a f- quite a few people there. I knew quite a few people. Dara and uh, Nikki, say say to say and hello to Greg. Yeah. Hi,
0: guys. I think they're listening. Nikki on-
13: Sojourn yeah so they said to say hi to greg and um yeah no it was great the music was fantastic as always and um yeah it's just a really good networking and you know support one another it's you know really good we can go to these um turnouts
0: lovely events um now can you just tell us again let's just um, let everyone know what happened and where it was at now i know you're in fremantle what's the name of the venue
13: so fire in your belly
0: and whereabouts is that in Fremantle? Uh, I can't 85 remember. Eighty-five
13: Queen
2: Victoria Street. So is that North Fremantle? Sorry. I
13: I think so, but it's it's quite North. easy to get to. It's pretty much across the road from Office Works.
0: Oh, okay. So it's North Fremantle. <laughs> um, it's right know, on the border.
13: Well.
0: I guess you call it <laughs> North Fremantle. I'm not sure, but that's a that's a great um. A, a great reference guide. Thank you very much, Karen. Opposite from um, Office Works. So, Karen, I know that you are also now doing a YouTube channel. Tell us all about it.
13: Yes, yeah, so I've only just started. I did my uh, uploaded my first YouTube um, video, which is just sort of a, a bit of an introduction, and it's just sort of to bit of uplift people. Um, you know, people have been feeling a bit flat and tired, bit of burnout from all the rallies and and all the meetings and things that we've been going to, so it's just like a bit of it, like uplifting. Also, to um keep people updated what's going on with the freedom movement. So to um, awesome. do some more What's work. the name
0: of it again? What's the name? So it's
13: the Y, uh, four as the number four and Karen for freedom.
0: The Y Karen for freedom.
13: Yeah. So Karen with a Y instead of an E. Uh. Yep. The number four. And then freedom.
0: Okay. So, everyone, that's Karen with a Y for freedom, one word. Yes. Awesome. And so I hope everyone goes along and joins and subscribes to Karen's channel and Robin's channel. Robin, what was you, the channel that you've just started? Again,
11: please,
10: for
0: everyone.
11: I've uh, it, Courage is the cure. Courage is the cure. Plain and simple.
10: Love it, Robin. Love it and, and, uh, and also robin
13: and i will be doing something together too so um yes yes we, we're going to keep it interesting aren't we robin
11: exactly. we yeah are,
13: we're going to get we're going to get the ladies on
11: the scene and get get some right, content out there
2: fantastic challenge
11: keep you on your toes boys
0: that's awesome thank you so much for bringing uh a new perspective
10: to we need more female warriors we need more female warriors.
11: Now guys. Well, you know, and it Oh, sorry yep. Andrew, I interrupted you. I, I just it's a it's an interesting point. Um I had the pleasure of meeting your mum, Andrew, and oh. we were talking about no, nice. um, <laughs> Hi Vicky, sorry. Um, uh, and we not, were talking about
0: but I don't think she stayed up late late enough, so anyway, please go.
11: <laughs> we were talking about how uh essentially the core group of the freedom movement is uh made up i don't like to use the word majority but majority of women yes um that and that so yes perth?
0: i've got to ask is that only in perth everyone have I we have got to no well i know adrian's left the chat but um i think that's fairly uh i think that's a bit of a, a staple in the scene in wa unfortunately yeah.
11: So I think it's about time that uh, someone like myself and Karen um, get online and support you guys because, you know, the Bellman Report, the eight News shows, Scorpion Meter, Max Freedom, silver you know, you guys do a fantastic job. And uh, I think it's about time that uh, some of the ladies got in on there because we are out there panning the streets for our children. Yes. And we need to stand up.
0: And I'm so excited to have you. Um, Martin, the Pink Panther, by the way, we haven't spoken about there's another issue in the room tonight, but I'll bring that up in just a moment. An issue? An issue. It's a, it's a predatory <laughs> issue. But anyway, Martin, um, what were you going to say? <laughs> what were you going to say?
11: <laughs> that sounds wrong.
0: Oh, well, I just disappointed the girls <laughs> left me out there. Well, that's... They did leave you at robin you left martin out of your conversation um but shush. Listen-
11: oh shush. no i didn't oh uh, martin i don't even need to say your name come on
10: <laughs> okay
11: okay well, <laughs> now look guys thank you so
0: much for joining the um alternate media crew I'm really, really glad to have you on board. And I'm sure Scotty is as well, but he's playing with his mobile phone. I'm sure Richie is as well. Richie's sitting I'm over. I'm very there. happy. Richie year. just gave me the click of the, well, he gave me the OK symbol. Richie, that can be interpreted in another way. But um, anyway, this is the issue, right? Right, everyone. Um, Momo could potentially <gasps> house. Oh, he man. might be. He might be Don't hiding.
2: Me. Momo. Oh shush! Oh shush! Really? That's conspiracy monkey people. Spaghetti and meatballs. Mm-hmm. And I'd like to just shout out to a few of the uh Momo we have here. Momo has been hiding stepping. in the back
0: room for the while, but he's just coming out now. <laughs>
2: he's
0: crawled man. out from under the lounge. He's very timid. He he peeked out a couple of times. How you doing,
2: Momo, Hey
6: guys,
14: what's going on? <laughs> this oh! hey, just the stream Yeah, uh, just out in the jungle come on down and say hello
2: hey you know it was really great the other day we had that tell us what what we what happened um well we went down to topolini's didn't we yeah it was a topolini's restaurant <laughs> <laughs> Who, who's that jody from topolini's jody shout out special I'm shout out, out with
14: the pink panther remember
2: the pink panther was there at topolini's restaurant with jody Topolini's restaurant, everyone. Um, So there's a couple of restaurants we have to mention, right? Topolini's, you've been there? Yeah. Fire in the Belly, which is new, open in Fremantle, 95 or 85 uh, Queen Victoria Street. and Just heard about that tonight. Well, so the 6030 pub up in uh, Merriwa. So, yeah. So, anyway, um, I think let's let's have some uh, feedback from the one and only. There's one thing I want to know
0: before we start. (laughs)
2: <laughs> I, I
0: um there's a panther like prowling around behind you <laughs> are you okay about I'm okay that all right good. okay scotty take it away tell us well what, there there's was was a,
2: there a little bit of an issue because as we know panthers are carnivores and momo this is how but we, this is how we dealt with this issue we did preventative measures we took preventative measures we made
14: sure he had a nice meal didn't
2: we we did we did because and
14: we became friends so i'm not worried now it's all
2: good you don't worry about yeah, the Pig panther be. eating you yeah you will not you were at first you were a bit worried that the Pig yeah, panther yeah, might well, eat you
14: small, so.
2: he's yeah. got vicious teeth and he's been known to prowl the um Gazelles, I heard. the jungles yeah. of the uh unjabbed single <laughs> groups in the in the area and um the Pink Panther, however, though, had a, a full meal. He was quite full and he did not. Right. Just well, speaking in the anyway. <laughs> mic. Yeah, the well,
14: we discussed what he's doing for the Perth Freedom Movement. Yeah. And, and, uh, yeah, so it was good to meet him.
2: It was good, right? And he's uh, here again in the room, isn't yes. he? Yes.
14: Yeah. So, you want to talk about conspiracies or what? i <laughs> yeah, here. What,
2: want- what, what do you
0: want to talk about? Let, well, I want to, hit to hit moment, it, it it I want moment. to know at, about yeah. the World Economic Forum. Yeah,
14: well, I was just reading an article that uh, the FDA in the U.S. have approved the jab for six months old to, I believe, five years old, so Sick. the youngest cohort.
2: That's insane, isn't it? So that the U.S. Uh, and
14: they government- said that was a conspiracy about two years ago. Kids don't need it, and look at it now.
2: So why would they be jabbing kids again? I think we talked about that from the legal reasons, right? I've so got a Luke wants to say something. I've got a
3: question for Momo. I've heard that people are saying that the name monkeypox is considered. They're thinking about renaming That's it because right. it's racist. Yeah. What? What? Do, what do you as, well as a monkey? As a monkey, what do you think about that?
14: Uh, I'm, I'm ashamed. I'm, I'm, I'm really upset. I'm really <laughs> upset. Yeah. It's. Uh, yeah. Continue. <laughs> so no, so
3: you like for words. So, so you like the name Monkeypox? yeah he <laughs> <laughs> loves it
0: hey is anyone in our chat group um got a question for momo
2: just to let everyone know that momo is uh, this series called conspiracy monkey it's brought to you by i Squ- do and yes please go ahead what's your question i Who, have i have, a,
11: that? I have is that ha- robin this is robert scotty this is robin come on get a group
2: yeah baby
11: (laughs) (laughs) i have a question for momo
2: hit us with it
11: i would like to know who um who transports you around to all of these wonderful places uh where you conduct wonderful interviews how do you get around because i'm sure that monkeys can't drive
14: i'm a very special monkey Mm-hmm. I got a lift from my man, mate, Scotty from Scorpion Media. He oh, makes I
11: thought so. He's yep.
14: out in the jungle. Picks he's me up a, in uh, Texas he's to, a bit, on an
11: adventure. He's a very good friend of yours, isn't he?
2: Damn right.
11: <laughs> <laughs> Some uh, people subscribe to, uh, to
14: Conspiracy Monkey on Rumble Scorpion Media Group.
2: And so, absolutely. Indeed.
14: Yeah, my mate, Max Freedom, as well. Check him out. He does some great
2: videos. And Bellman Report. And
14: the Bellman Report. Yes, so Let right. me just
2: check in with Richie on that one. Well, Richie? Yeah.
11: <laughs> What's so, going on? Yeah. Oh, no, no. Uh, uh, Andrew, I have one other question, please. Please oh, go. one yeah. other question. Just, Can just, I ask another question? You,
6: you oh, on. On. I just please. forgot to put please. a ticket in my car. Go, just Come back. on, we're wrapping uh, this you, show you, up. we got to end this thing.
14: thing. Let's continue I've back to
6: Momo now. I've just
11: got one more question. I've just got one more question. Can we get Momo merch? Sorry about that. I just came out of the
14: toilet. Um, I yes. Was I, just, I was in the toilet. But, yeah, sorry. Say that again. Can great we
11: get Momo merch? Yes.
2: Great, great question. Yeah, coming soon. Coming to a oh, store near uh, you soon.
11: Merch store is coming soon. So look out for Thank that. Thank you. Yes,
3: please. I've heard you've got shares in uh, a lot of banana companies, though. So in the meantime, before the merch drops, maybe just buy bananas.
14: Yeah, I can do that. It's great for your health. Good immunity. <laughs> get your, immunity.
2: Getting your meatballs. Get,
14: potassium. Essential Potassium. <laughs> You need it
2: for health so yeah right so momo look i want look everybody to know that momo's quite a well-read uh monkey can you give us some facts about what's been happening lately uh with the world economic forum and things like that yeah, right? we well, still got time to talk to momo what? we have just speaking to the mic when you do it okay, champion.
0: Yeah. love your work yeah
14: yeah so as everyone saw there was a little bit of um great freedom movement expression that the wef a lot of countries push back on the uh pandemic narrative. The uh, global controlled lockdowns for future pandemics. So, uh, a lot of African countries and other countries and such uh, have delayed uh, joining up to it. So it's kind of dead in the water for now. So that's good. That's a
2: good result. So, is it uh, what we say uh, a defeat for Davos, the Davos crowd? I
14: believe so. But being the conspiracy monkey I am, I would kind of think they were expecting that. See, they oh, like to try to yeah. go for broke, people push back. So they come they, back later.
2: They had how many points did they have? Was it thirteen or twelve or something? Points. Yeah, Just speaking of the mic thirteen or it was twelve? <laughs> I mean countries. No, I mean there wasn't there like thirteen or twelve or thirteen points that the World Economic Forum had put forth on their agenda for the uh the treaty. And they were Tell all, all it, rejected. Scott, I didn't
14: look into it that far. <laughs>
2: That that, that was I don't know. Can I just
0: interject before we close the show? There's a couple of things I'd like to say. Um, I've got to apologise to Daniel and Luke. We're really at the end of the time slot, and um, we haven't actually spoken about your issue tonight, guys. I've got to apologise. Unfortunately, I think we're running out of time, so I'm sorry, Daniel. You're going to have to join again.
12: That's okay. Now you've got me hooked on the show.
0: Okay, fantastic. You're a regular listener.
2: No problems Maybe, there. You can say something. Give us a couple sentences, real quick. Okay. Why uh, not? Uh,
12: okay. Uh, 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 all right. Look, uh, me or point Andrew, point. okay, okay. Well, look. All I was going to say is I've first time on the show. This Momo character, I, I don't know who it is, but to me, it just sounds like
10: <laughs> sounds sounds
12: yeah. like sounds like Elvis after he's been kicked in the nuts. <laughs> he's got this Elvis. elvis. he's Was got she? an elvis 20 about him so anyway look um maybe another time i will talk about the issue because it's an ongoing issue and and people do need to know about it
0: absolutely and luke would you like to just cap off on that mate
3: yeah well um we'll get daniel on next week maybe if that uh fits your fits your lineup
12: that's fine. And um, I would just like to put on the record that I don't think it was my fault with the uh, audio, was it?
0: <laughs> no, probably not, mate. We don't like to blame <laughs> anyone on the show. Um, we just make suggestions.
12: No. Anyway, <laughs> thank you very um, much for the opportunity anyway. Appreciate it.
0: Thank you, mate. And we'll talk to you next week. Um, to everyone else that we did miss, there were a couple of people we missed, only a few though. Um, we apologize and for everyone who joined the show tonight thank you so much i can see that we've got a lot of our friends in the in the um audience right now um i think um we'll say our hoorays scotty what would you like to say
2: uh, look i'll sign off by i'd like to echo the the words of the dr zelenko which he basically just recently said That we should have these people tried for crimes against humanity and executed. I think that's some of the best medical advice that I've heard in a long time. Uh, Anyway, and I I stand by that medical advice. And also check out Conspiracy Monkey. Yeah, check us out. Um, Momo?
14: Yeah. What I gotta say, people out there, keep standing for freedom and make sure you come out on Wednesday and support the Pink Panther and uh stand up for freedom and keep fighting the good fight
2: yeah, um wednesday
0: um can we just also get richie in, in the chat just to say hello richie from <laughs> freedom where is R- he R- richie come, come out of that
1: toilet richie,
0: richie. He's, he's, no, he's
1: coming everyone sorry guys I'm just joining up now so yeah yeah I, I didn't get to say too much but um yeah definitely check out max freedom check him out on uh well you can't check out facebook just got a 30-day ban <laughs> must be oh, a poo. video. <laughs> <laughs> so, badge uh, yeah, badge yeah. Check out Rumble, YouTube, Odyssey. Uh, yeah, check out the videos and, and share and share. We've just got to get the, the word out there. And we
0: have to build the platform, definitely. guys. Right? We've got
1: 50,000 people plus at November, the biggest rally of all time. Most people at Forest Chase ever in history of Perth, as far as, I, as I've as i researched. Um, you know, everyone should be sharing, you know, too. everyone knows hundreds of people so there's no reason they shouldn't be sharing getting information out there
0: and that's right mate we need everyone we've we've had quite a few uh visitors into the show tonight Mm. um everyone and any everyone who's going to listen to this in the future i know there's going to be several hundred um please help us develop the platform um, share all the links to these shows go on to the various youtube and rumble channels scorpion media max freedom the bellman report silver of wa hang loose please alex courage is
3: jones <clears throat> courage is the <laughs> cure
0: alex jones please <laughs> like you, and subscribe and also um ladies i'm sorry i've forgotten the channel names already. karen for freedom karen
11: for freedom please yes. thank you subscribe
0: like and share and robin the name of your channel one more time
11: you just said it,
0: courage is the cure. Courage is the cure on YouTube. Please like, yeah. share and subscribe, everyone. And, of course, um, Luke, final words from you.
3: Well, I was just going to spruik the girls' new YouTube channels, but that's already been done, so I'll just say goodnight. Did I
0: steal your thunder, mate? Yeah, yeah, you did. Okay, good night, Luke. Um, thank you for being here. Thank you to all of the guys and girls in-house tonight. Thank you, Pink Panther, for not eating Momo. Please give
11: your mum a hug for me, Andrew.
0: Um, I'll give my mum a hug for you. I was,
11: I was.